Hey, podcast listeners, Melissa here. I want to tell you about a new podcast I'm doing. It's called Extraneous, and it's a show that delves deep into stories we love and comes back with a little something extra, just like Pottercast, except the topics currently on this show are Supernatural and His Dark Materials. I think you'll really enjoy it. We're going deep on the books the same way that we do with Potter here. I'm going to play the trailer for you now and then a short clip of us talking that I think you'll really enjoy. Thanks a lot for listening, and thanks a lot for sticking around with Pottercast all this time. It means a lot to us. Welcome to Extraneous. Extraneous is a new podcast dedicated to giving the stories we love most the treatment they most deserve. In other words, we're gonna go hard! We're starting with two of our all-time favorites. Supernatural and His Dark Materials. Oh yeah. Each week, we'll release two episodes. On Mondays, a supernatural rewatch and deep dive that will take us all the way up to and through the series' final season coming this fall. <laughs> so soon, so nervous! On Fridays, we're going full bore on His Dark Materials, the magnificent book series by Philip Pullman that is about to become an HBO series starring Daphne Keene and Lynn manuel Miranda. Who are we? We're fans. We're part of Mischief Media podcast created by the same people who produce LeakyCon, Con of Thrones, and BroadwayCon. We are nerds and geeks who love these stories so much we can't stop talking about them. Literally. Look, we're a podcast now. These are the stories that have touched our hearts and our lives, and we can't wait to share every pulse-skipping moment with you. And we're already talking about our next topics. Grey's Anatomy, Animorphs, Veronica Mars. The options are endless because our love knows no bounds. Extraneous Supernatural starts this week with me, Takia Blackwell, and me, Leah Cornish. Later this week, join me, Melissa Anelli, and me, Will Redden, for the start of Extraneous, His Dark Materials. So remember, hit subscribe for your weekly dose of Extraneous, the podcast that goes deep on stories we love and comes back with a little something extra. So we're going to start breaking down our characters a little bit, starting with the one, the only, the Gryffindor of Gryffindors, <laughs> Ms. Lyra Balakwa. Miss Lyra Balakwa, yeah. Ugh. Greatest Gryffindor since Harry. She's not just a Gryffindor. She is Gryffindor. It's wild. I, I, don't, I don't think I've known a better Gryffindor since I heard the line in this context from Hamilton. I may have punched him. It's a blur, sir. It's the most <laughs> Gryffindor thing to have ever happened. Yeah. Lyra is the most Gryffindor character to have ever happened. Yeah, I agree. She just, she, Lyra, right from the beginning, she's doing something she shouldn't do, but that she wants to do. In the pursuit of knowledge, which, I mean, she's not doing it for the nobility of the pursuit of knowledge, but there is, there is, that does seem to be one of her deep principles that she wants to know. Yeah. She wants to know everything that's happening. Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Brack. So welcome to a special edition of Pottercast. Hey! Perfect. Wizards unite! Hello. Let's do Podcast it. Podcast unite. Hogwarts go. Pokey Potter. Pokey go. I don't know. You know what we're talking about. It's a whole episode about the new Hokey game. Go. Wizards it's unite. Hokey go. Hoggy go. Got it. Nailed it. Crushed it. Or instead Hokey of Hoggy Warts, Hoggy Waltz, because we walk around. Oh, that's a huge reach, Frankie. <laughs> that's a monster reach. It's Hogwarts. Nah. I got nothing. Well, if you haven't downloaded the game yet, spoilers alert, we're going to talk all about what we know of what we've seen so far of Wizards Unite. Yes. All right, let's get into it. So, who can explain Wizards Unite? Okay, so... Try to explain it without the context of Pokemon Go, if you can, because that's even trickier. That's, okay, I can do yes. it. Okay, okay, so what this game is, which the I think the one of the best things that they've done is introduce some new 
NPCs from the Harry Potter world that we get to. What copy. is an NPC, Frankie? A non-playable character or a new character we have yet to meet, a non-canon mm-hmm. character. Okay. Um, that we have yet to meet, and so we are Aurors for the most part in like around the city, and we're helping. Uh, we're helping keep the secret of the the secrecy uh, statute. Alive, yeah, and so we see confundables around, and so you have to like quiet them in like white memories or, or sw- summon them away so that the muggles don't find them. And so we, that's yeah. why we all have to go out on the streets and do this. It's it's actually quite clever. So it's like mm-hmm. we're not pro- we're, we're us in this game. Like we have a wizarding license, we can put our house affiliation in. I looked up all my wand stuff from Pottermore, so I made it match accurately. Like I'm super like that's really really fun. And the picture thing is really fun. I gave myself a big old Hagrid beard. Hold up, (laughs) okay. You get a profession later. You're either orers or professor. That's how you level up. Or a magizoologist. Those professors professions roughly led to Hank. Wait, what's Hank? <laughs> I tried to say healer and tank, and it came out. Oh. Oh, well, so, so tank, attack. Actually, I don't think there's a healer. I think it's just a mixed class. So, which are very familiar tropes from uh, RPGs, all MMORPGs, which is essentially what this is. It's a massively multiplayer all, all role-playing game, which is, yeah. It's not the same thing. It's like a WoW no. or an EVE. It is a lot of people playing together at once. Yeah. It's pretty much kind of like... It was, uh, sorry, we're going to do Pokemon Go again, but is it just like so? I haven't got level up to pick my um, my profession yet, and so like you get that at level six, so it means that'll affect your yes. your your gameplay then. Sort of, kind of. So you can pick one of the three, and uh, as you level up your character, you'll have the ability to unlock new attributes and some potential new magic, and some of those attributes and spells are exclusive to one of the three professions. Oh, fun. So I picked Professor for some reason. I just felt like, you know what? I, 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 if it's going to be more honed in on, on spells and, and that kind of thing, like I'd rather it be like interesting in that way than just sheer like brute kind of uh, force magic, which I have no reason to suspect that that's what it was as an aura. But in, in any case, uh, I'm, I'm a level 10 at the moment. And uh, enjoying it so, immensely. And I'm a level nine. I see. I chose or mm-hmm. because because all right. We we straight away from explaining yeah. the game. So the game is mobile, but you you, you need, need a phone, phone or a tablet or an iPad, something like that. Yeah. And you it uses the the concept of AR, which is augmented reality. Yeah. So when you find a foundable or confoundable, which is a piece of magic from the magical world, whether it's a book or an animal or something like that a beast even a person mm-hmm. sometimes it has been let into the world or surra- and it's surrounded by the confoundable yeah like so there's like this underlying story here somebody scattered all of this everywhere and you yeah. have to re- like retrieve it before the muggles find it yes it ha- what happens is that when you see something on the street you press one of the badges and it opens onto what looks like your camera yeah but then the magical item is transported on top of it so it looks like it's in your world. So like goblins or dark detonators or decoys or whatever. All these things are like on your street. It happened in our office. Like Hagrid was in our office. What are you doing here, Hagrid? What are you doing here? <laughs> He's standing on the table, you know, as you do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The table held up. I was impressed. So there's this underlying story that there's like a lore that they've created mm. and I don't know if one of you has delved more into it i'm sort of the tap 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 get through it yeah get to the game i wish i wasn't so much like that but here's what i understand of it basically uh this this t- is taking place in the timeline in which harry is working for the ministry and harry is a character that will give you instructions and a little bit of narration as well as uh a couple other characters who work for the ministry uh the names are currently escaping me uh but they talk about um this one character i want to say his last name is like dims or something but he was married to penelope clearwater who we recognize as you know previous uh lead dating uh percy weasley at some point mm-hmm. yeah ravenclaw mm-hmm. uh and they they were pretty well known in the wizarding world as adults as career professionals and something happened where penelope went missing and uh we're, we're still trying to solve that mystery as to what happened to her uh as the game goes on you start to pick up some clues here and there 
about uh, what happened to her. But uh, yeah, some some kind of magic occurred that resulted in uh, all sorts of different wizarding artifacts being scattered across the world. And the part of the game is it's one of those games where you can't just sit and play it in your room all day. You have to go out with your GPS-enabled device and literally walk around your city and uh, come to different uh, locations on a map that are uh, usually related to some kind of art or some kind of interesting-looking thing in your actual world. A lot of murals, a lot of sculptures, a lot of you know, signs, interesting things like that. Um, they they also happen to be usually uh, areas on the Foursquare um, application. They're, <laughs> yes. Their API that has a lot of uh, a lot of check-ins previously to that point. They 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 tend to make their way into games like this. So, yeah, the more you do that, the more you visit, and there's all sorts of other different uh, chance encounters. Uh, there's uh, uh, the ability to go to uh, a fortress, which is a, a location that you can uh, walk to or drive to or whatever, they 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 tend to be, you know, if you're if you were driving at least in you know the area of Los Angeles where I'm at, you know you you can't drive five minutes without hitting a fortress usually. What do they look like? Um, they look like very tall towers. Yeah, they're like three stories high or something. But they're not like little castles. Uh, the, they look like castles. The red roof sure, ones. Yeah. They're smaller ones, which are they have. So, if if you are, I'll compare it to Pokemon. You're familiar with the Pokestops. At the actual Pokestop, what happens? Pokestop. What happens mm-hmm. is that it, it's it's populated by like the Foursquare app, and you land on it, and you swipe across, and you get all the Pokeballs, which are the things that you need to play the game. Uh, so Pokeballs in and- this version, or the, sometimes it's power up devices and eggs. Here, it's a variety of things. Yeah. Mostly, it's spell energy, which is the equivalent of a Pokeball, which is the kind of um, every time you cast a spell, you use some. Yeah. And it does cap at 75, at least for now. Yeah. It's not renewable. You have to go and get it. Yeah. But they also have greenhouses. Mm-hmm. And some of these greenhouses, you, you get uh, ingredients. So this is where the game, whereas Pokemon it's essentially all the walking and the you get to hubs and you have to battle. Yeah. You can do it as a team. That's a whole other part of the game that I'm not hundred percent familiar with here. There's a whole sort of Sim city Farmville aspect to it as well. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, where there's a certain amount of space in your vault for ingredients for mm-hmm. different types of ingredients. You have like, seed ingredients and water ingredients and all the types and to expand how much you hold you can use like gold from the gold coins and this is where we'll get into the monetizing aspect but you have a certain amount of cauldrons that can be you have to wait two hours or four hours or whatever Mm -hmm. to get to make your potion these potions then help you with game so the potions that you're making affect the spells that you cast which are the equivalent of like the balls in pokemon they make them stronger or they you get a better end result so it's all in yeah. yeah, it's interconnected. Uh, there's just so much more was released with the first version of this game than was for the Pokemon game. And, uh, you know, you, you talked about the potions. You brew a potion to, uh, you know, augment your character's ability during uh, an encounter where you're trying to cast a spell to release the confundable. Or when you are trying to duel either the computer uh, actually, I, I don't know if we'll ever be able to duel each other. That has not come up that I've seen. Mm-hmm. But it's when you're at the fortress, you're dueling the characters that you encounter at the fortress. And the fortresses are really where you gain the bulk of the XP that you can get if you're looking to level up a little quicker. Okay. Um, but uh, So how you cast a spell is they put a pattern on the screen that you have to trace with your finger. And the closer that you match the pattern, like like the closer you can color in that line, basically, the um, that is is worth you know X percent of how powerful the spell will be, and then how quickly you do it is worth the other percent of how powerful the spell will be. So if you take your time and you do it really slowly, it still will be weak, even if you color it in completely. And if you go really fast and you miss it. 
for the most part, it will also be pretty crappy. So you have to be fast and accurate to to cast a, a, the more powerful version of that spell. And certain things that you encounter will require you to have used a more powerful version of the spell that they presented you with. And it's only one spell at a time. Once One spell per encounter. You don't have to worry about trying to figure out like which spell to use. So it's not like that level of complicated, at least. Okay, before we go even further with the details, yeah. general impressions of the game. I'll go first because I think mine's going to be uneven towards yours and you guys can... Okay, go ahead. Um, I've only been playing it for a day or two because I was traveling before and I didn't really have time to focus on it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm glad to hear all about this other stuff that you guys are saying because I had no idea it was there. Like, so okay. I need I need to dig in more because I was about to be like, it's just Pokemon Go again with a with a, with a Hogwarts skin on it. <laughs> like, I loved yeah. I loved setting up my um my, my wizarding license and all that nonsense. But then I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just okay. So like, I'm I'm not so like I don't know if this is gonna stick or if it's gonna hold my attention. Like, I'm excited now yeah. for it, but like, I'm, mm. I'm a little. I guess underwhelmed? Is that too aggressive of a thing? I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Yeah, it takes a while to really figure out what that is all there to do. Uh, because, you know, like a lot of games, when you first start playing, they're only going to show you a certain part of it so you can digest a bit of it at a time before they start making it more complicated. And there are some things that you can't do until you're a little higher level. Yeah, that's true. So I totally get that. I'll say that I really like that, that it's not just Pokemon Go with the skin on it. I love it. I play it all the time. I, I gotta stop. I, I go through phases with Pokemon Go, so I can't imagine this won't be the same. Um, but it's, it's interesting and engaging. And I, uh, I like that they're doing more than to expand it. It's not just potions. You have a profession. And in that profession, you have a talent tree, yeah. which is something that MMORPG players know intimately and they'll be very familiar with, where you yeah. kind of tweak your build of your character based on some things that you have you unlock based on items that you find in the world or get. Um, so it's all interconnected and it's layered you sort of really get granular with your character and you can really have a unique build. I guess it'll be good for what I'm assuming are group spells and fights. I haven't mm. done them really because my way of playing is I'm never really at a hub or when I oh, am no. near a hub, I'm working. So. Are there anything near your office? Any? Uh... Do you know that I forgot to check today? I'm sure. I mean, I'm in the middle of Manhattan. Oh my God, I'm sure. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but I just haven't had a chance to check. There's so much to it. And it's really impressive. It's fun. There's this whole port key thing. I don't even know what this is. I haven't done yeah, this so yet, Yeah, so when you grab a port key, which you find on the map, and you can get them as rewards for other certain challenges. But uh, basically, if you have a port key enabled, which you enable using uh, a key, which are other items that you can either pick up uh, from challenges, you can buy them in the store... Uh, and you put a key in the port key, and then you actually have to walk the distance in kilometers that it says it requires to activate the port key. And that can be as few as two kilometers, as many as ten. And uh, the longer the walk that it requires, the better the items that you'll get uh, once it's opened. And it's so neat once it's opened, actually, because uh, really? I have the the AR turned off, for most things in this game, but I leave it on for the port key because you literally have to place the port key in front of you and then walk into it with your phone. Oh, wow. And then it literally transports you into a different part of the wizarding world. Like the most recent one I did took me to uh, inside of Ollivander's uh, uh, wand shop and you're moving and you're looking all around and you have to uh, touch all of the magical things that it tells you to touch in a, in a certain amount of time, and then you get bonus points for the different things that you find in that location, and then it uh, then you're finished after that. And it's just it's just a big way to accumulate a lot of XP and other points. Now, the items you're talking about, are these like the stickers that we're putting in our books, or more like the potion ingredients and stuff you find on the ground? It's that kind of thing. The port keys are the things that you find on the ground. 
the key, the keys themselves I think you can only get from winning challenges like in the fortresses or uh, when you level up sometimes you get items. Well, the porkies that you find on the ground they're not really porkies they're porky portmanteaus. I have a paramount yeah. por- yeah. porky portmanteau and you need the key to open it. That makes a sense, yeah, because it's 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 locked by something. You have to use your walking and a key to release the port key from the portmanteau. That's right. So this is like the egg. Yeah, but I haven't done. I haven't done this whole thing where you walk into a spot in the magical world. Oh, it's so neat. Yeah, it's so cool. And that was my thing that I was going to say in terms of my impression of the game. I'm so impressed with the, um, whatever you want to call it, the, uh, I think technically they would call them the assets, um, the art of the game, the characters that they've animated. Like, uh, you know, if you, you think about the Pokemon game, how neat it is to see the different Pokemon being able to animate doing their moves and everything. But in this case, you literally have, uh, you know, human characters, wizards, werewolves, vampires, all these different things. And then all of the beasts that you can think of from the Fantastic Beast films and the other Harry Potter movies, so many of them that I've encountered so far. And I feel like one of the things about but but the Pokemon game is that uh, you would run into the same Pokemon over and over again, and uh, here I just don't seem to be having that problem yet. Oh, interesting! The, the, That's so cool. much variety, uh, and like uh, sometimes they'll put two of the characters on there at once, and they'll have like a a their own interaction with each other. There's just they've just added so much unique like ways of like encountering different things and they like i I can't stress enough like uh, how much effort they put into making a a a little world in here that is aware of other things in the world like when you see two character models interact with each other they they collide Mm -hmm. they they move each other Mm -hmm. and uh Hmm. the different animations that they use to bring the uh, foundables in and out of the the scene like they all transition like in like really intricate ways like there's no simple you know fade in fade out you know any kind of lazy way of doing things like they really put a lot of a lot of effort into this and uh i that alone has made it uh you know, not not. I mean, that if 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 nothing else for that, I I still would be interested in playing the game. But uh, you know, there's obviously way more than just how, how pretty it is. I just discovered that the potions that you're brewing there's there's a there's a spoon in them, and you skip yep. this, you click the spoon, and then there's gestures that you can make with using your fingers yeah. with the spoon in the potion that are part of the the yeah. part of the recipe oh, what? on each potion, and you have to find the notes. So that you know how to do yep. the potion better. There's like eight different it's, ways you can remarkable. wiggle your finger on the potion, and there's a combination of between four and like six strokes that you can do, and they don't tell you what to do. You have to figure it out, but if you do it correctly, your potion will brew 15% faster. There's just there's just so I'm much. I'm like, hey, there's you, so what much. About this, what's, so what impressed. are the ones for the Exclusimo potion? Give me one real quick. Do you remember John or no? Uh, no? If you don't remember, no big deal. I don't think so. What level are you, Frankie? I thought you had to be level 6 to be able to brew a potion. No, I'm level 5. I'm doing a potion right now. Okay. But it's just a free one they tell me to do for the tutorial. Oh, okay. Oh, I just figured out two of my... Sorry. Um, yeah. lost I lost track actually, of the podcast because I'm doing the potion. I was wondering if, if the strokes are the same for everybody or if they're different for each person playing. Ooh, interesting. Oh. Are they always? Is it the same four strokes for every? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. You guys, do you have you guys done it for? I really don't know. Have you guys found the master notes for it or no for the Explosio? Oh, I was I was looking here for you. One second. Because if you and Melissa both have, then you can see if they align. Well, what are your notes? Um, I will tell you the one frustrating thing about the game, uh, which you can't really blame them, I guess, too much because there has to be some limits, is that there are limits on how many items you can keep in your inventory on all the categories so you can max out on how many items you can pick up you max out on how many potions you can hold on to and then the worst one is that there's a limit to how much spell energy you can you can collect and so like if you happen to be somewhere where there's tons of spell energy that you can grab 
you uh, can only take 75 like you know bits of energy, and then once you're using it in battles and things, once you're out, you're out. Like you have to go to another location to grab more spell energy, or you have to pay for it. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I've like, they've had one deal in the store that was like two bucks and it was like these, the, like, you know, the one time package will get you a bunch of stuff. But other than that, I haven't been like using the <laughs> microtransaction. I'll tell you that the other, the other place where I find it really frustrating is I got really excited. To, I set up, we set up a group with this through the Leaky Cauldron. Mm-hmm. The Wizards Unite unofficial group, it's called. It's got like 1,700 people in it. I tweeted. I write code. I don't usually do this, yeah, you know. Yeah. I usually keep my stuff locked down. But I was like, it's a code. What's going to happen? Who's going to find me? Yeah. So I put my code online. And it turns out you only have 200 friends. And I'm now like, I'm actually purposefully keeping a few open for people I actually yeah. know. And then my... My request to fill up my inbox and it, you can't expand it. Oh, no. That's, I feel like 200 is a little low. Most people have more than 200 people on Facebook, for instance. I mean, like, did they not know about big name fans when they're making these <laughs> games? I mean, <laughs> someone needs to. Well, never mind big name fans, but what about like actual celebrities? Yeah. Like the big people, <laughs> you know, like they know those people are going to be playing too. If it was 500, maybe it'd be better. Yeah. But I feel like this was a low limit. I don't think there's... I I just don't quite get the function of the friends either. Yeah, the purpose of the friends is a little strange. Like, yeah, why is it then? If you, so when you're at a fortress, if you go there with a friend and you choose the same, the same battle, the same ruin that you, that you select, then you can participate in everything at the same time. And you're on you're on a team, which is cool. But there's there's no way to really do anything with a you know friend that you're not in the same like physical location with. And even stranger, like maybe that's how they should stress. That. It's very difficult to even figure out like which friend is which in the list because they encourage you to select a name mm-hmm. for yourself that doesn't really identify yourself. And even the neat little pictures that you can make don't get shared, so I can't see your Hagrid beard, Frankie, if I were to click your your oh, person. Oh, you don't, I just assumed you guys didn't put pictures up. Yeah, see, oh, I have a picture up, too, I do have but a picture you up. can't see each other's pictures, which is no fun. And, you know, maybe they'll change that. I guess it's, you have to, wait, here, I wonder if you go to sticker, I wonder if you use a sticker if it no, shows the sticker. Th- I don't. I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, you can't put a picture up that way unless they're going to be scanning them for... No, they're not going to let kids put their pictures on things and let strangers find them. This is Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what I mean. This is GDPR implications. This is not... I don't think that's going to change. Yeah. But if we use the sticker... I wonder if I put the like their, their stickers that they provide. There should be them. then like a disguise. Like you have a disguise or something, like a cartoon that's just a portrait. Ooh, that's like a feature of it. Like that's a point. You were in. It's not a photo, yeah. but you get to. You can modify it. You can customize yeah. it, and that is what people see. Yeah, like a bitmoji kind of thing. Yeah, basically, and maybe they'll do that eventually. Ugh. I can't imagine for a game that kids connect with other people on the internet. They'll let that happen. God darn it! Like, why do I have to get into all the things that are meant for kids? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, there's probably plenty of other games out there that aren't constantly watching their backs for how it's going to affect, like you know, the kids that play it, but. Oh, well. True. So what have been some of your favorite character interactions so far? Uh, hmm. I'm... I always love the Niffler. The Niffler's cute. Yeah. I haven't seen a Niffler yet. Yeah, Frankie, there's... I've seen Hedwig. I've seen Buckbeak. I've seen Bogrod. I've seen... I haven't seen Luna yet. Oh, yeah, yeah I've seen her a few Luna times. Sent me pictures. It's hilarious because Ivana was, like, on Instagram, like, screenshotting the encounter that you can have with Luna, and she's like, what the hell is this? I, I was, <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, had never seen it, was not given any kind of heads up, and, like, these character models look a lot like the actors that, like, the uh, the one for, for Harry yeah. Potter is, like, exactly Dan Radcliffe, so, like, it's it's really kind of funny. Uh <laughs> but uh you can uh i guess they they have the right to do yeah they they own that image man. that's probably why they made everything look so much like the movies because they had the legal right to it all mm-hmm. boy god by the time they're ready to make that cartoon version of the the show frankie they can probably just use like deep fake technology and like 
have the voices and everything match what they had for the movie and the same look and feel for all these people without even having to like hire anybody again. That's not fun. It's boring. Yeah, I know. Um, when you encounter these different things, uh, you can uh, you save a sticker version of them into like a, a little uh, sticker book and uh, which is again such a great like callback to childhood. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't know why I'm having a hard time finding it right now. Where is that darn thing? Your sticker book? Yeah, is it? Uh... It's your registry. Oh, the red the registry. It's called the registry. Oh, under that right, middle... yeah. That's right. Yeah. You get the Hagrid one first when you start playing, but yeah. then like you you fill it out as you as you go go through it so like uh you can see like what you've seen and what you haven't seen yet and I've played a lot and there's still a ton that I've never encountered. They are care of magical creatures, dark arts, Hogwarts schools, legends of Hogwarts, ministry of magic, magic zoology, magical games and sports, mysterious artifacts, uh-huh. wonders of the wizarding world. Under all of headings, there's like three or four, maybe sometimes two, like sheets, like coloring book sticker sheets. Yeah. And they have the cutouts. And as you find the foundables, and you, or or sometimes you need to find a couple of them, whether it's one, one or five times, you have to find like Dobby. You've then, when it's complete, you place the image mm-hmm. on it. When you place the image, you get ranks, points towards a rank in that particular category of the registry. So you have all these ranks and all these aspects of your character. It's just yeah. endless, endless chivos, endless achievements. Yeah. Yeah, the whole skill tree thing was really smart because that's definitely, when I get that, I'm trying to, I'm luring things close to me as we record. So I'm, I'm slowly like collecting <laughs> XP because I can't walk around right now. And I'm like, when I get to six, that's going to be good. Yeah. I can like yeah, pick a profession. But the game, you wouldn't care about the professions unless you had to get to level six. And how it gets you to level, mm-hmm. to know is through your ID. So then you know you get a profession. So into the profession tab, then you see all these other other things that unlock. They've designed it so well. I just want to see their spreadsheets. So oh God, can you imagine? I can't. I can't. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. This is so much more fun than the other one. I was just gonna say I feel so bad, but like holy cow! Like I remember when the other one came out, and I was just kind of like. Come on, like, because obviously they put a lot of effort into some parts of it too, but the game part of it, like, there is no game. Like, you made a bunch of really nice looking assets for something that is is effectively like a Harry Potter slot machine in Las Vegas at like the same level of of game. You just tap the screen in the same way that you're pulling the 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 bar on like a, a slot machine. There's there's no skill, there's no story to speak of. There's uh, you know it's 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 ridiculous. You're just tapping the screen over and over again like a I don't even know. It's it's a bummer. Like a tapper. That's why like I had very little expectation for this for this particular game after that one because you know I just figured. Uh, they realize they're going to make their money regardless, so why why bother putting in a bunch of effort? Mm. But these these guys really did go in and put in a ton of effort, and uh, I I reckon they'll continue to to do so. They make updates to the game, and you know, I I I do wonder like what happens after we've been playing it for a few weeks and we're level you know twenty something, thirty something. Like, will it be as fun? Will, the, will, will there be anything else to do? Because um, that's true. Cause when it comes to Pokemon Go, what keeps some of these people going on these higher levels is collecting the Pokemon, right. and these are the and that's the like the pro, like that's the proper noun of it all. Like us, like which is cool. It's more ownership as the person, but hopefully we get more narrative. I think that's the, like the, all the character interactions, and if we get to, if they can start introducing lore, and if it's really popular, even. Like stuff for the movies coming out, yeah. like little previews and stuff. That'd be cool. Like there is the thread of something potentially a little bit more of like a like a mystery, like uh, you know, happening here. Like when they're talking about what caused all of these things to be scattered in the first place, and where is Penelope Clearwater, and what's going on with this other guy, and like uh, if they really, you know, allow us to dig into that and like look around specifically for clues. Like, 
And I'm sure there's still plenty of things that we haven't even uncovered. Like there was something I saw over the weekend. I went to the Santa Monica Pier just because and Pokemon Go, it's just like a madhouse as far as all the things over there. And cool. uh, I, I, I was not let down. There was plenty, way more than my neighborhood over there, including some things that I'd never seen before, like these flagpoles. And when you click them, uh, it highlights like a whole area, like a radius of like like maybe you know four or five uh, blocks worth of the town, and it says that there are rare items in this area for some reason, uh, and to basically kind of encourage you to stay in the particular area, like you're looking for something in particular. And oh, I never quite so figured it out. Well, it's but, like it's got to be man. They must have a deal. With certain you think they're clustering people into that area so they can shop. Well, it's a, it's a Santa Monica Pier. You said, isn't yeah, there a Santa Monica was, like, yeah, association? Yeah, it was the uh, the the Santa Monica Promenade specifically. It was right yeah. on top of the mall. <laughs> Come to think of it, exactly. Well, that I mean, that could be a combination of it being a tourist attraction and a shopping yeah. center at the same time, and so all people if, are there a lot anyway. So it reacts. But to if the you're Niantic, don't yeah. you go to big urban centers and say, or these big commercial centers and say? Here's X amount. Give us X amount yeah. of dollars. We'll make sure there's rare items here. That would be so smart. Oh my god! You know, we want them to drop a couple of rare items on LinkyCon. Actually, we got to figure that out. Yeah, you know? that'd be cool. Oh, that'd be very cool. My email them. now. Um, when it comes to these owls, oh, well, first of all, let's just talk about how pretty and beautiful of a skin they put on Google, like the Google yeah. stuff. Like oh, it actually yeah. looks. Yeah, the really owls nice and the paper planes. Look at. Yeah. yeah, like the owls is such a nice touch. I keep wanting to tell. Also, if, you, if you're in a car and you're a passenger, because it tells you please don't drive. But if you're in a car, yeah. your character starts flying on a broom. Yeah, I was on a bus coming home playing on it and it asked me and, I, and then I started flying they on a broom. They also give more warnings on this game than I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Don't trespass. Watch where you're going. It's cloudy out. It's, you can tell, like, obviously a lot of children love Pokemon, but just the reputation of Harry Potter is mm-hmm. at stake here. Totally. Yeah. They don't want a news story of somebody getting killed playing friggin' Wizards Unite here. But the thing about the weather's interesting is that the items that show up on the map are different depending on the time of the day and and if you have cloudy skies, clear skies, rain, different weather, it it impacts the encounters that you have with the uh, ingredients and things that you find. It's what and here's here's the like overarching feeling i get about it and this affects whether or not i play a game the overarching feeling is that the people who are making this game have a lot in store for me mm-hmm. there's just there's there's already so much and so many levels of complexity you know they're going to keep adding levels of complexity and they're working for your attention and ultimately your dollars i try not to pay money to these things but it, it always happens a little bit in some way um i know but how do we feel about the fact that this is a micropayment platform? I, it's the same with the other game, yeah. and there's always been a pay gate, a paywall in front of Harry Potter. You have yeah. to pay to go to the park. You have to pay to read the books. You have to pay to see the right. movie. There's always some sort of paywall. Paywalls aren't new, but this is commercializing the property in a whole new way. In a new way. But again, I'll tell you, there's some very key differences. Uh, difference number one, while you can technically be blocked from playing this game if you run out of like the uh, spell uh, magic or whatever it's called, spell juice, um, uh, <laughs> you're never like unable to acquire more without paying for it so long as you're willing to like either hop on a bike in your car, walk around, find another place that has the, uh, the stuff. Um, like, it's not like the other one where you literally are forced to either put, you know, wait however many hours it takes for something to replenish or to give them money. Um, so that's, that's one thing. The other thing is, uh, you know, I've enabled the, you know, push notifications, uh, and just to see what they would be. And the kind of notifications that I've been getting are, uh, you know, from the this kind of like, it's 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 from the game in a way like you know right. Wizards Unite Federation need like we need you, yeah. you to uh, help us with the confoundables. Okay, that, that's one thing. This other one was like literally using like characters 
like from the canon, like in there, like to basically say like you you need to come back and like essentially like like Professor McGonagall says you have to come do this, and it's like now 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 you're just making the characters chills for this silly you know like microtransaction grabbing situation, like don't don't do that. Right. That's tacky. Right, and they aren't doing that. Wait, they are. No, yeah, right. They the other game they are. And In here the other not. game they were, and here they're not. It's just the, the federating, the wizarding, whatever. They we need yeah. we need help. Yeah. As long as I, you guys have played more than me, so like I don't know yet because like this is what always happens to mobile games when there's a paywall. Like if I can play reasonably without paying for it, it'll keep my attention. But if I hit a wall like ten minutes mm-hmm. in, yeah. Ch- chances are I'm not going to be playing this game very long. Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no walls yeah. and it would take you a long time to use all your spell energy. I did. If you're mm. if you're not walking around. That happened to me once and I was like, god dang it, we literally Bree and I hopped in the car and drove around for a minute to just get to a <laughs> bunch of a bunch of uh, you know, cuz our apartment is there's like not any uh of the uh greenhouses or inns uh nearby, but uh I'm right by an inn that I can ta- I've been tapping on this whole. There's thing. one at my office. Literally, like our building is one, which is kind of fun, and uh, so like I can check in there every five minutes and just replenish. It, it, it's a it's a greenhouse, so I can like grow the ingredients. The cool thing about the greenhouses is that anybody can plant in the pot that's there, but there's only so many pots. Um, so if someone's already done so. Um, Anybody can go to that pot and like do a spell on it to like encourage it to grow more. Um, so yeah, if you plant in a greenhouse, you have to go back to that greenhouse. You have to go back to that greenhouse oh. when, it's finished, <laughs> when it's finished growing. I don't remember. And it's I don't like remember. six to six hours or nine hours in some cases. But the cool thing is, is that when it's time to harvest, anybody can go and harvest there, not just the person that planted it. And it doesn't take away from anybody else's harvest. It's literally like an unlimited situation. So it, it kind of encourages you to plant everywhere so that uh, when it's time to, to harvest, then there's more t- for everybody to go around, which is which is pretty cool, too. It's pretty cool. Right now, I'm staring at my, my witch. She's just standing there with her wand. There's like sparks flying, yep. just hanging around, just enjoying herself. It's cool. <laughs> It is. Well, I'm excited to keep playing and keep doing this. And we we should have like a, a Wizards Unite like update. A little check-in. Yeah, yeah. I'd be down. I'm going to be going to uh, the Wizarding World Universal Hollywood uh, on cool. Saturday. And I'm so yeah. excited to see if like, there's any special check-ins or like anything's there. Because like they did a, an event there for like opening week or opening day. They were, they were at um, Universal Hollywood. And uh, I reckon like it's... Probably more likely than not that the game will acknowledge that you're at one of the Wizarding Worlds in some way. So, like, I'm stoked. I know that, like, <laughs> Pokemon Go had check-ins and, like, Pokestops inside of Universal. Because we, we did that one day, too. It was fun. Like, all of the different rides are, like, Pokestops and stuff. So, it will be fun. Cool. Well, on Pottercast, we'll update you. Every episode with a yes. little like two minute segment on what you saw, what we saw, what our updates yes. are. I'm sorry, I can't yes. friend you anymore. I shall choose a profession soon. Yes. Do so because John, you are a professor, yes, and Melissa, you're an orer. Yes. Uh-huh. And what are the other options? I think it's magizoologist. Yeah, like oh, just three, like a, like a newt's commander. I think I can... you can switch. Yeah, yeah, it's magizoologist. I think you can switch between them whenever you want. Yeah, but it is. But then just you have three, to start rebuilding though. your tree, and you know how that works. Yeah, yeah. But it, there's not like a fourth option. No, no, it's just, just the three. three. There's no healer. Wasn't sure if there was like a dark eye. Maybe that, there will be in the future. Ooh, what if they open that up? That would be cool. Yeah, where are my Slytherins? Oh you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast <laughs> and you happen to be on the team over there and uh, making the app, and you want to send somebody to be on the show for a fun little interview and an upcoming mm-hmm. show, just reach out. We'll, we'd love to have you. That would be or really come cool. to LeakyCon. Or come to Ooh, Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, LeakyCon yeah, should definitely be, be some a, an inn that you can check into or whatever. It definitely should. They should have some presents there. We're going to try with all of our power. 
That would be cool. Maybe Voldemort tries to resurrect and we have to keep him back away. Could you imagine playing this game at LeakyCon? Oh my god. That would be fun. You know what's cool is I've been playing with my Note 9 and the stylus is kind of like a wand. Oh, cool. You know, actually, you, you, you mentioned Voldemort. Like, this does take place in post-Voldemort era. We don't really have... Our arch enemy? Good, a whole lot of canon in, in terms of, like, who's the bad, the big bad now. Like, like, there's yet. child sort of... I'm fine with not having a big bad. But I feel like there, there will eventually be. Like, I feel like there's there's hints of, of something afoot, right? So, like... What will it be? Like, God, how, how much are have they not revealed yet? Like, who out there is the highest level right now? And, like, how much of the game have they even released? Like, if you were to buy every available, you know, bit of extra coin and played nonstop, like, how far would they let you get? How much of the story could unravel or, you know, could uh, unroll for you here? Like, I wonder. I don't know. I haven't really tried to spoil myself and seek out all those answers, but I, I reckon not all of it's been released yet, even still. Ooh, a dark arch thing popped up. <laughs> Frank is playing in real time. Oh I gosh. am. I haven't. I've been collecting yeah, little... same. Because I'm sitting in my apartment and nothing's... It's just me looking at a map and then every five minutes something's popping up. All right. So, let's do drums. Okay. Every damn time. Every damn time. I love it. It makes us cooler. So, guys, uh, Mischief. This is a Mischief. I'll say at the top. I'll put a little thing in the front. But this is a Mischief Media Podcast. All righty. You need, need a fancy bumper. Fancy thing, yeah. We have released Make No Mistakes, which is about uh, being in business and being the one to screw everything up. Nice. It's a lot of fun. We've also released uh, A Story Most Queer, which is about, I mean, it's just all queer stories. Queer stories by queer people. For everyone, really, it's it's um, it's a, a narrative. Yeah, that's awesome. It's we're really excited about it. And extraneous, which is about it's like supernatural and his dark material. It's like Pottercast for supernatural and his dark materials. So it's a, it's like a it's like a big dig in show. It's like Pottercast for other things. Wait, supernatural uh, the TV show? The TV show. So we're doing two episodes a week, we're doing two two topics at once, two properties at once. Takia and Leah are doing, going deep on Supernatural because they love it so much. I like Supernatural, but I'm not one of those kind of fans of it. And then me and actually my boyfriend are doing His Dark Materials, the Golden Compass books, the Philip oh, Pullman cool. books. By, the, um, for the new show or the books? We're going from the books and leading into the HBO series. Very, when does the show start airing? Do we know? They don't. They, don't, they haven't told us yet. It's BBC, okay. so and it, comes, and it comes out on HBO. I thought HBO was distributing it solely. Mm-mm. It's a BBC... HBO production. I thought. Okay. Am I, I wrong? I don't. I think I think BBC probably produced it, and I think HBO is distributing it. I think oh. it's only going to be showing in HBO because uh, I don't know why HBO would be, let it show on another place. I that don't would know. confuse me. But I, I could be wrong. I have no idea. If if HBO showing on this uh, again, like that, that'd be surprising to me because that they don't they so typically the, don't do that. So BBC's not going to show it. I don't think so. That's why I was confused I when I looked into it. BBC developed things that they don't show. Same, but that's why I was like, "Oh, this was a non HBO production." And then I said that HBO is airing it. And then when I asked if they're going to be if it's shown in the UK already, they're like, "No, they're probably they're going to air it simultaneously." So maybe it'll be aired here. Maybe if they air it simultaneously on HBO here and BBC there. The HBO is a co-producer, an international distributor. And, and it became one in 2018. International distributor. So, yeah, maybe that is. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, potato, potato. <laughs> this is <laughs> exactly. this show is coming. And they have never done a good iteration of these books before. These are some of my favorite books of all time ever read in my life. I've reread them a couple of times. They are masterpieces and also just utterly wonderful to experience. Like, Frankie, you've read them, right? Yes, I am a huge fan of these books. Like, they are... I, I think I mentioned this in a podcast recently, but about the whole, like, if I could pick between having an actual Harry Potter wand or having everyone have their souls being that so their bodies in the form of an animal, I'd definitely pick that. I would Ooh. love to live in that What's universe. Your... Mine's an owl. I think mine might be a lion, but I don't say it because of Gryffindor. Mm. How do you pick your animal? Do you, somebody pick it for you or what? Well, there's well, a like, million tests. You told me one time on 
tour. We talked about this like Did a we? decade ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because I was really into it. And then you, you said you loved it, and we talked about it. And you said that Philip Pullman once said that two, would two, you get two of your best friends, they have to agree and on it. That's and right. And that's what it would be. That's right. That's and correct. Then, so we did it then, and then we came up with. I, I remember what we did with all three of us at the time because I'm still obsessed with this. You guys said I would be an owl. We said you would be a lion, and we said John would be a monkey. Oh yeah. I thought that was Patronas. No, no. I yep. always it was thought it was not Patronas. Patronas was a monkey. It was demon. I I I also said like I used the fact that we said that your demon would be that as maybe it could be your Patronus because I, right. I thought it so well represented you because you're very smart and playful and tactile and just very uh, good with things. <laughs> I like and to like, swing around on branches. And you're ornery and you throw poop. Yes, <laughs> I'm always sure. doing that. We're saying demon. It's spelled D-A-E-M-O-N. It's a, it's in these books. It's um, your soul or your spirit lives outside your yeah, body in the form of an animal. It's, it's the an traditional use of the word yeah. demon, which originally meant just powerful spirit. It's now been adapted as a violent spirit. That's why we use it now without the A-E ligature as like demon being maleficent, like a bad spirit. Right. But originally mm. the language meant just a powerful spirit. Yeah, and then there's there's a lot of lore around it. So we're on this show, we're, we're doing like five chapters at a time hardcore into every piece of mythology every every weird word every theme it's just gonna be like chapter by chapter but on a whole new level so frank you have to come on yes especially when you guys especially when it gets to the tv show Mm -hmm. because uh, one of my favorite things is, is adapting like from page to screen like i love because that's my job. Like, I read things and I have to put it in screen. So I'm realizing now that's why I like watching movies mm-hmm. and have, uh, books to movies or series, even better, long format storytelling, especially novel series. Yes, please. So I would love <laughs> around that time, especially because, and, and when you get into the religious stuff, I know, like, I, because when I first read the books, they were very, I remember some of my friends at my church at the time were like, oh, those are anti-Christian books. I was like, what? And I read it. And then in the third, like towards the end of the first book, like you can see that like the author clearly has some frustrations with the church, but it's pretty much thrown into the script. Like it's, it doesn't break the fourth wall and anything like that. So I was like, whatever. And then in the second and third book, I have one problem even now like with like and eh, that was a little bit of weak argument but other than that like i know a lot of that what was your problem spoiler 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 my i felt that the argument that the nun left her faith just because she was attracted to a man very weak I, and so I, and so I like see, i see the story reasons for that i agree that that is i a agree but to, I, church, to but. me but the, i can't i can't i can't uh fault him though for sure. someone who hasn't had like an intimate relationship in that, sure, like, with like a she, spiritual entity. Yeah. Like I can see how he would see that as like, oh, like that is like, I would argue that that's probably, and if you are a nun and, and am I speaking, like I know for me when I was very religiously super devout, like that was an intentional choice on my part. Like it, I wouldn't feel manipulated into it. Like I realized right. the sacrifices I was making. I wasn't tricked. And so, like, that was a little weak on my part, but I could be yeah. remembering it wrong well, it's not, with the bias because I read it 10 years it's ago. It's more that she is this entity that represents carnal knowledge and a lot of other things. And she sort of had to, that had to be her sort of break. We're <laughs> just doing every spy class now, but yeah. That had to be <laughs> sort of had to, how, why she left the church, the thing that led her away from the church, which wants to dampen knowledge. And consciousness. Yeah, and, and, so, and again, like yeah. I don't remember the like the story mechanics of it. I just remember thinking her like her going away from her faith for that reason was kind of like oh. But then I was looking at it for a very specific lens because people sure. were telling me to criticize it, yeah. and I was like, but I like it, so I. So Frankie, to be I'd be so interested in you rereading these books because they are they're anti secular church for sure. Pullman's a devout atheist, so absolutely. But I think they're actually very, very, very pro principles of Christianity and morality. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, John. I don't know idea what the hell y'all talking about. You gotta read them. They're so good! I thought you... I, I was started to watch uh, this show on Amazon Prime called Good Omens. Have you guys no. watched yeah. that? Uh, I, it and watched it. I wanna watch that. You should watch it, Melissa. It's good. I'm only I've a heard. few episodes in, but uh, I'm enjoying it. What's it based on? Frankie, do you know? It's based on a book called Good Omens. It's by oh. Neil. Uh, it's um, by both of those. Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman wrote it together. Okay. 
Um, real quick, Melissa, when it comes to the subtle knife, mm-hmm. I felt as though, and now I'm. This is my biggest thing. I want to go back and like rewatch and like me re-listen. Oh my goodness, reread about this books. <laughs> um, is the uh, I felt as though the subtle knife almost became just like this plot device in which he can make anything happen. Um, maybe. He definitely okay. hits problems. Yeah, so like that was my other criticism sure. of it. But but then at the same time, these are like, I criticize things when I like them because I like to see right? how they work. But you it's know a, what I mean? And so. The knife was like a, a, it was an attempt by men to control these powers that totally backfires. <laughs> makes everything worse yeah because i i love i like how he described it how you like drag it through the air and then it'll catch and then and then you can just kind of like pull and open another dimension but then like it just felt as like whenever he needs something specific to happen they could just go to that dimension and make it happen you should should read them i'm really curious for you to read them frankie okay i really should they're so good oh i was a fan and like and then they just and then the different universes how like how like there's one universe where you know death like you just death is with you your whole yes, life, and then yes, when you're ready you're to death. go, you live with your death. Your death yeah. grows up with you. And then there's one where there's one. It's like it's hiding in a shadow, so it's always hiding yeah. in a shadow near you. And so like, like, ugh, it's like yeah. it's so cute. The, the death is very benign. That there's they don't fear death. They can look at it the same way, and the same way you can look at your demon. Yeah, exactly. It's uh. just such a fun. And like that, I don't mind the subtle knife or that kind of stuff with just exploring this like really abstract thought process and stuff like that. Like that, I love. Anyway, I do need to. It's been like a decade. You do. It's, I should. I it should came read, out around read, the same time as Harry Potter, and they got probably less attention than they should have because of Harry Potter. And it was sort of eating all the oxygen. Oh. And there was a little <laughs> bit of. I remember there being a little bit of tension around that at the time. Really? Yeah. They are. Philip Pullman's like an Oxford scholar. He's. It's, it's, it's an incredibly learned that also reaches into. Um, it's readable. They're accessible. They're. It's. It's not Plato. No. Yeah. It's very, very readable. One criticism that I read of him, but I don't know if he, it's a true quote. It was just something that I heard, is that he was very like anti-Narnia, and I love Narnia. Yes, these books are the literal polar opposite of. Yeah, and so yeah. like. Narnia, he, I heard that he claimed that Narnia was propaganda. And I, I just, maybe it's just my youth taking umbrage with it because, like, sure. I think it's clearly allegory. And so I think go, you read those stories going into it. You're not, you're not, they're not blindsiding you with, like, the, 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 the Christ message in it. Like, I think that was pretty apparent in it. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's maybe because it was presented in that context for me. And so I always took umbrage with that. But I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not taking umbrage anywhere, man. Yeah, she don't can take stay umbrage home. <laughs> Stupid. There is a uh, there is a newspaper clipping in the in the Harry Potter uh, game that we're playing, and it said uh, umbrage goes to Azkaban. For some nice. Reason. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Nice. That's really cute. Yeah, we'll have to talk about like all of like the quote unquote new canon in this game and mm. like what what qualifies. Oh, that's right. That's cool because technically that's new canon. That's all new canon. She... It's like there was story. one of them. Uh, there was a quote, not a quote, but a little caption that said, "This item was returned to Lavender Brown," and like uh, folks wondered, like, wasn't she meant to be like dead, like after like the the battle at Hogwarts, like, or didn't she get like eaten by like a werewolf? But like we didn't know the answer, and mm-hmm. now well, here we I, are, and I whatever year it is. And... Lo- third lost brother. I freed him. It's it's ah yeah, Aurelius nice. Re- 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 there. Nice. Yeah. He, he was frozen in an iceberg block and he <laughs> yep, melted him. And, and McGonagall is thir- thirteen. Yeah, I had, she. <laughs> yeah, she taught me a spell in, in potions class. Amazing. Oh well, I'm excited to do this with you guys. This is a fun one. Yeah, good times, yeah, y'all. If you haven't gotten the game yet, download it so you know what the heck we're talking about next time. Tell us your favorite. Talk about the game. Stuff at powdercast.com. Tweet at us. Remember that we have special things on our Patreon. We're going to sort the characters from the good place now. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's going on with the good place these days? So, if you would like to hear us start sorting the good place characters, go over to Patreon 
uh, patreon.com slash pottercast and yeah, so we have an Instagram now. John was yelling about how we shouldn't have an Instagram, so I made us one. <laughs> I never said we should not. But John, I just said, how great is it that we can do grabs from Wizards Unite? Yeah. That's good because Instagram is something I use a lot, so we should all have access to it. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think that's fantastic. What is Instagram? Pottercast pod. Somebody else has Pottercast. I know I've messaged about them. It. What many are they doing times. with it? What are they doing with Nothing. it? Nothing. Nothing. around? Look, I'm following it. Are you guys following me yet? You better be following. Oh my goodness. It's not following me? Well, I didn't know. Clutch the pearls. I can't keep up. Oh, they even have the alert. Frankie is now following you. <laughs> we're following back. So. And we're following fun. back. Call does, back. does Instagram let you log into multiple accounts at once and like Up switch to five. It does. Up to five. Oh, well, shit, I need to log in as podcast. Jesus. I guess where it is. In the exact same document where we keep all the other stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Hashtag, Look at us being hashtag collaborative projects. <laughs> okay. God, there was a whole PodX panel about how to collaborate. We should one day for Patreon just give them raw files to listen to. <laughs> that could backfire, but sure. Yeah, I'm realizing that now they can isolate so many things. For Quote, unquote, things. raw files. Keep each other safe. We got to do the thing. Keeping keep all the faith, y'all. Oh. Uh, keep each other safe. Keep, wait, wait, ah. we, keep, we keep twiddling those dials. The next password is Protego. Uh, there you go. Keep each other safe. Keep each other safe and keep faith. Good night. Good night. Good night. Wow. That was our best one yet. <laughs> I missed it. W3. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> 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 <laughs>